Welcome to Indie Game Business, where you'll learn to navigate the industry with ease. This show is produced by the Powell Group, the leading business consulting firm in the gaming industry. Visit us online at IndieGame.Business to learn about our online digital events. We have some amazing sessions with people in the gaming industry, and you can participate for free and purchase inexpensive passes to our industry-leading business-to-business system. Now, here we go, Indie Game Business. Thank you so much, Tripwire Presents, for uh, sponsoring us for this uh, this adventure. It's an amazing adventure. Our next speaker, we have Kinga from Erebor Capital, and she is going to tell you 10 easy steps to failing your investment pitch. Hi, Kinga. Hi, guys. Nice Welcome. to be here. I'm going to step uh, back and let you do your thing. So okay. I'll be here, though. <laughs> See you again. Bye. Bye. Okay. How I okay, it's there. Uh, let's start a little bit about uh, me. I'm a partner uh, in Arabo Capital. We are purely game dev venture fund uh, based in Poland. We are equity investor, which basically means that when we invest, we are not taking part of your uh, revenue share. We take we join the company and take part of the shares and uh, do like longer trip with you. In the future, we will uh, hope to sell the shares for a bigger amount of money. We do uh, premium games only. We invest in PC, console and handholds. We don't do mobile and we don't do crypto. Uh, we are genre agnostic uh, and we invest on every stage, uh, but mainly focus on the earliest ones. Okay, and we will do more than 10 steps to fail uh, your investment pitch because when I started doing this presentation, it was really hard to pick 10. Then I decided to fix a uh, title of the presentation instead of picking uh, 10. But you can uh, pick your 10 favorite ones. The first thing is if you do over detailed presentation. Uh, I know you can talk a lot about your game, but uh, if you send us like 10 pages uh, of full text, we will not read that. We don't have enough time. Uh, then as well, pick something what is a hook of your game. Try to manage to explain what is about your game in one sentence. Train it. I know it's hard to do, but try to do it several times. You will get better and better and better every time you do it. Uh, in a pitch deck, also concentrate on the hook, on the things which are important about your game. Uh, not 
than than what is coming uh, about it. And it's really hard. Like a lot of people explain the game uh, as a, a connection of uh, several other titles. Like for example, uh, I will take an art style from one game and uh, narrative from other gameplay for a third one and a uh, fight system for another one. And in the talking, it I should imagine that in my head in several seconds when you are talking to me. It's hard to do it. Uh, as well, uh, you depend on me knowing that game, uh, particular one you choose, the particular few, five, four, three, which you pick it and uh, remembering them right now and putting that in the combination in my head, which is like really hard to do it. Uh, and you don't know if you have the same idea as I have in my uh, my head. Then when you're uh, playing your game, talk more about how you do it, not how other people is doing it. Uh, sometimes it's easy to explain it, like we will have a fight system similar to another game. That's fine. But if you're pitching in a person, please don't uh, do like, you know, five games connected and put it in a combo. As well, there's another thing about that. Uh, if that five games was successful, it doesn't mean that combining that five things together will make successful game. Players love the games by overall, not just only because of the one small thing. Please do not copy uh, another game. We don't really uh, like if somebody is speaking like uh, totally the same, like, you know, Hades, but in Rome, it's basically the same thing or the Nordic. Uh, do something original, something which is yours. Uh, making the old game is something different. Uh, it's a lot of people uh, are pitching the game. They want to play as a kid, the games which they love at that time. But we move on. The mechanics of games are really different than in the 90s. Uh, things change uh, and um we are doing stuff differently right now and some games which are were popular um, in 90s or 80s they or even uh 10 years ago right now would not be popular then uh be on time this is that thing uh common for the people with a little of experience. Oh no, they try to make a huge game. Uh, and it's really hard to make a game uh, which is a big budget, the game made by a lot of people. Think about your experience and the games you were working before and figure out what you can do it. Because even if you get a money for uh, like a big budget, uh, you will probably underestimate a lot of things and will have a lot of problems in the production. Uh, then 
don't pick like open world RPG multiplier as your first game. Uh, do something simpler and learn on it uh, because you need experience. Options. That's the thing really common if somebody is pitching as like uh, an options of publishing, like uh, as a uh, one option, which is like, you know, uh, 50K and others oh, a little bit bigger or a lot of bigger. And I'm not choosing for you. Uh, you're supposed to do it by yourself. It's your game. If I want to make a game, I would make it myself, but it's yours and you have to make the decisions. Because if you put like two options, it's only all, it's always like, you know, option one, the small budget is enough to make a game and you just put like more money uh, because uh, if with option B, uh, because you want just more and it's like never uh, not enough of, funds in your company uh, or option two when uh, the bigger option is better but uh, you cannot do it with small budget but you are thinking oh maybe it's too much maybe uh, nobody will give me that much and you put it there and even if you get that small amount of money you won't be able to make a successful game then make a decision by yourself. Uh, and of course, do the calculation and the option calculation by yourself at home, but just present one version, which you think will be the most successful one. Um, if you put numbers in your presentations, like how many people you need, how much budget you need for something, just please don't make them up uh, because uh, in the future, if we will be interested, it will look totally unprofessional uh, that you told us that you will need 10 uh, people team and uh, you present 10 uh, people experience. And then after uh, we ask for a budget file, you say, oh, it's not 10, it's 18 right now because I forget about that eight people which are important uh, to make successful game. Uh, this is hard for some people uh, because a lot of developers want to make their dream game, the, dream, the game that they uh, thought about making for years, uh, but the games are not for you. The games are for players. You're supposed to make them happy, not you happy. Uh, like that common thing is that the, a lot of developers say that they want to do multiple endings of the game. Uh, but players don't want everything in the game's matter. You know, we don't want to uh, decision making on the levels like, did I drink coffee or tea makes the ending different. Uh, and it costs a lot. Um, don't do it like that. Don't make your uh, ambitions go in front. You have to make players uh, engage in your games and happy about the gameplay. 
when the people do the prototype, a lot of time we seen like uh, the basic things in the prototype. Like, you know, several months ago, I was pitched by a studio with like amazing idea. I really totally love that. But uh, there wasn't um, a lot of uh, experienced people working for that studio. And I didn't have a lot of expectations. Uh, but I was working, waiting for a prototype of the game. And I get a prototype of the base, of the opening uh, doors, of the picking a color, stuff like that. And uh, jumping, walking. And I totally believe that everybody can do it. Oh, sorry, it's my cat. Uh, I totally believe that everybody uh can do it hopefully everybody who is pitching me can do walking and jumping in the game but uh we don't want to see that in prototype we want to see the who the important thing about your game the things which makes you stand out from others if the hook is fighting uh do fighting if the hook is i don't know the art Please make just one thing about the art, which is like final uh, version. Uh, don't go with the easy way. I know it's easy to uh, build a character choosing uh, uh, part of the game, but we are not looking for that. You have to give us something. Uh, That's what's happening a lot of times, like putting wrong reference title. It's really uh, a common mistake. Uh, a lot of times when we see even like really different games with the same reference titles, I've seen Hades so many times as a uh, reference title. I've seen uh, Firewatch or anything similar. Uh, and I you know, it's not always the the best reference titles, especially for sales. I've seen even Diablo or uh, Wars of Warcraft as a reference title. And people put something like 1% of the sales of Diablo. No, 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 don't do it. And if you do reference titles uh, for sales, it's good to uh, put at least three of like titles, which are uh, around like at most two years old, three years old. We want to see how the game, that type of games are selling right now. And we, of course, will check out that, that ourselves. And if you put wrong reference titles, uh, we will pick that for you. Uh, we will figure out uh, a titles. We think your project is the most common to, and uh, you don't have any control on that. And of course, we also feel like you are not professional because, uh, or you are thinking that we don't know a lot about, about our business uh, to sell us something like, oh, we will do a sales as a Diablo. Yeah, no, that won't happen. Or I would be happy if that happened, but it's like really rare. Um, and connecting to that, is to overprice your product. A lot of times, uh, people overprice this product because they um, 
thing like, oh, we need around, I don't know, a million for making that game. And then we checking out reference titles and we see like, I don't know, it's selling in 100K uh, copies. And then we just have to make the game uh, more expensive to show uh, that it's worth investing in. Uh, but it's not. It's not like that. You have to pick your reference titles itself and check it out how uh, the games in the different price points are selling with the difference uh, of the sizes or uh, mechanics which are similar to you are selling. And this is your point. If it's not making a math, it's basically you shouldn't do it. Uh, a lot of times when uh, people pitch me game, even live, I do mathematic in my health, like, you know, that many copies multiplied by um, this uh, price. But not, that's not all. Uh, I take out Steam, publisher, taxes, and right now I get a number. And so many times the number is not um the same as uh the budget sometimes the budget is bigger than you will earn on the game then you have to do that calculations before uh of course i do it over simple like you know like put like uh what is usual there but you should also do it uh before pitching The, like sometimes people put like stupid statistic in uh, their uh, pitches. Like you know they put how many people uh, play that wearing something red. It's similar to that. Like you know, uh, and that statistic doesn't work as well. Uh, a lot of us know that uh, statistics in which genres people are playing. We know that you don't have to remind us about that. We know our job. Um, this is a problematic for a while. Uh, what is trending? Like, one is like trending right now, like a lot of people are doing survival games uh, and mentioning somehow using AI. Uh, but in the past, there was like uh, a lot of uh, boomer shooters or like, you know, a lot of VR. If the trend is fitting your game and you are basically using that, you can mention it, but don't take a lot of hats about it because when you will end the game, the trend can be already gone. Uh, it's something worth mentioning sometimes, but all the times the buzzwords want, uh, uh, the buzzwords want, uh, sell your game and that's the same for the tech like uh, a lot of people put like you know uh, we are uh, augmented reality company virtual reality we use crypto we even sometimes hear stuff like we use scrum and agile and that's the unique tech we use and basically everybody use that uh, if it's somehow important in your process of production that's worth mentioning but if it's not if it's just common use like you know that's okay that's fine 
you don't we can have the tech talk after uh, not uh, when we will be interested in investing in you if not this is just tech this is the things how you make a game uh, and everybody else is doing it exactly the same uh, if you don't have a team just don't pitch like you have to make your own job and convince someone to join you uh, to uh, make your uh, game with you. I know there are so many games that was made by one developer, but in the end, it wasn't one developer. It was a developer who have a um, friends as a um, freelancers or subcontractors, uh, and that's how that happened. But if you don't have anybody convinced to join you. Uh, and you say like, give me money, and then I will find people. That that's not working like that, uh, because it will take months because you, be, uh, to find a right team, and we still don't know if the team will be right. Of course, we can help you with finding uh, one or three people to join you, but the core it has to be here. Like we are equity investors, we are investing in the teams. This is more important for us uh, than for publishers because sometimes we, uh, maybe not sometimes, even like, but a lot of times we are not exiting after first game. It, we are exiting uh, after second, third, fourth, and maybe in many years after. Then the thing which is important is a, a team which will make games. Uh, we can fix game. We cannot fix the team. <laughs> this can be hard for some people. Uh, sometimes when somebody starts their own company, he wants to earn more because he is like, you know, big boss right now. But in reality, you are not. You are the responsible person. You are right now a father to your company. Uh, the first thing you have to have money is for your team, then for subcontractors. And on the end, uh, after you pay all bills, with, if something is left, this is for you. Uh, it's working like that. As a responsible person, not as a rich person, because you are CEO. You can get a lot in... Uh, like, you know, after game will be successful in some additional uh, money you can get, you can earn uh, more after your first game will be successful, but not from like investor money. Uh, this money is for production. It's not to your pocket. Uh, this is funny thing because a lot of developers do that uh, to just say, Oh, my previous game didn't solve that much, but you know, it's his fault. It's not mine. I did the, everything fine. No, 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 no. Even if the uh, publisher didn't do any promotion, it's, it, it's your fault as well, because you signed that agreement. You didn't put uh, a lot of information about how the promotion will be due in that agreement. And you could, you pick that publisher from the bunch. You didn't do your research. If they do a uh, proper promotion, 
it's your fault in the end and you have to own it and you have to learn from it if you are just saying i did everything fine i'm knowing that you will do exactly the same in with your second game lies uh, you don't tell lies to us we will know we will know sometimes even when you are talking to us we already know that you are lying and if not we will know that in a few uh days maybe weeks uh and it's always bad it's for me if somebody lied to me it's like end of the talks i'm just like sorry you lied because if you lie in small things you will lie in the big things in the future uh i had like a studio which pitched to me like several months ago and they pitched me uh, they was work for hire and they pitched like how good the work for hire is for them how they are growing how they are uh renting a bigger studio and right now i get a call that they are bankrupt and how you think i will invest without checking the books of course i would do it you cannot lie like that you have to be honest you cannot say things which are not true to just thinking oh maybe she will not notice no i will notice and sometimes i already knew and we know people in the business it's small uh market we totally know each other and we talk to each other i'm talking to publisher publishers are talking to me investors are talking to each other publishers are talking to each other we are not enemies we are friends uh even if sometimes we want the same project in the end we are friends and we do co-investment as well and we work for publishers and even more then um we will know we will know and we can ask a lot of people about you about your game about their your reputation and you don't want to put lies into it and about lying, the most thing that people do, they fake the experience or they overdo it. Like, um, be honest, if you work as a subcontractor or as a worker, uh, employee of a subcontractor on the game, don't put you as a uh, co-founder of a studio or co-producer or the, claim the whole glory of the project. We had that in Poland about the week. My mic was off, sorry. Hopefully not for long. Um, a lot of people uh, was uh, making that important about The Witcher. They talk that they make The Witcher as a game. Uh, they uh, claim a lot uh, about it. And, you know, we can, we can uh, check it. I don't know why it's unmuted. Uh, we can check it uh, on the credits of the game. Uh, if uh, somebody is doing what they claim to be. If you are additional additional uh, level designer, they claim that you make a lot of decision making about how that game looked because you didn't. 
put what you really done, uh, what make you in this position in uh, in your work. At the same time, don't undermine you and your team. Don't uh, say, oh, one team uh, pitched to me. We are just amateurs doing it uh, because we love to make games. That that won't work. That's not convinced me to invest. Uh, it's making me like totally worried that you might deliver. Um, <laughs> think that if you push a lot, um, you will be um, look as a hard someone, uh, but not really. If um, someone is a jerk, passive aggressive, we think that it's not a good thing to do business together. Imagine that we are with you for longer than a publisher. We can uh, join the company and be in the company for years. And imagine doing that with someone you hate. You basically cannot stand. You, can, you don't do it. Like imagine Harry Potter with all the terms with Ambridge, like not only one, like all of them. Um, Managed to uh, fall off. The same uh, with complaining, being jealous of others. Like, don't start pitching to us with, oh, I'm so, um, like, you know, disappointed with that someone uh, get investment or that someone uh, get a publisher deal. No, that's not a good way of starting talks, and someone are really doing that. Uh, one team started uh, a talk with me uh, with complaining that they are better than other, which uh, was one of the teams from our portfolio. And I wasn't like wondering, what should I do right now? Should I say sorry for making that investment? Sorry, and guys, you will get exactly the same amount uh, because you are, uh, or like even bigger amount because they claim that they are better than them. But yeah, what that's making a lot of people uncomfortable and uh, just, it's not a time for that. Don't lose the time of the pitch you have with the investor uh, talking about other people, not about you. Uh, and this is all I have. Uh, I don't know how many of that uh, it was. Mm. Indie game business has one of the longest running digital event series in the gaming industry with hundreds of publishers, investors, developers, and tech companies to meet with. All the sessions are always free to watch forever, and you can get a free pass to receive all the slide decks from all the speakers. The tickets for meetings start just at $50. Go to IndieGame.Business and use the code IGBPODCAST to get 20% off your ticket.
last things, like, you know, tips from me would be uh, make a pitch comfortable for you. Uh, my headphones. Uh, if you like talking by standing like me, uh, do it standing. If you prefer calls, do the calls. If you, uh, but not push to uh, meet in person uh, as a first uh, call or first meeting. Uh, and of course, you can approach us on the meetings, on the uh, events we are uh in because we are there for that uh but don't push like you know uh, we have to meet at first and i won't send you a pitch deck before uh you met with me um because you know <laughs> we don't need your pitch deck to uh judge you we just need to do first screening if it's worth to meet with you okay let's maybe go to questions Uh, how do I find how do okay maybe I will go from down um uh, I have a question how much time should a good pitch last uh it depends but like 15 minutes it's it's okay but sometimes organizers place like 10 minutes is also okay uh i hate five minutes once uh as uh, when i prepare someone to do it and as well uh when i'm listening to them i'm not really okay with five minutes but sometimes when it's a lot of studios uh organizers will do uh five minutes you suppose you should have like several uh, uh types of pitch like you know one if you, when you are uh, talking to uh, investor in a person and uh, one when you presenting that and as well with different time limits like you know if you have like call then around 15 minutes is okay um as well we will do something like um you will pitch to us and we will have questions in between uh then uh it's hard to tell how long it will be uh but 15 minutes it's it's fine um uh, should a developer bring a demo to be uh played um you can show it oh, then you are here yes i'm here to f field questions and right there um all right, so which one are you doing right here? How much time should a good pitch last? That one you asked, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, okay. I was uh, shorter than I thought that would be. Okay, that's okay, that's okay. Uh, so this one right here, uh, do you provide any guidelines for pitch presentation making? Oh, I didn't uh, end the last one uh, because that was two questions in one. Should the developer bring a demo to be played as well? Okay. Yeah, uh, if you have a demo, you can bring it, but you as well can send us keys or a, a demo to play in it before a meeting or after a meeting. That's fine. Both are fine. If you have a demo, uh, you should, of course, 
uh, send it. Um, on a lot of meetings, uh, we will not have enough time to play it on the meeting, but uh, we will do it in future. Okay, let me. I'm going to mark some questions that we got here so I can see. All right, let's go up sure. to the top. There was a question at the top. Okay. Not at the very, very top. What's your opinion on the choice of game engine? Would proving the team can execute the idea be enough, even though the game is not done with one of the mainstream game engines? Uh, I'm okay with any engine, uh, but sometimes it's uh, in a way. Uh, harder to market that, harder to um, put it in uh, a lot of, uh, not only on PC, but also on consoles, uh, and it's hard to, oh, I mute or? No, you're fine, you're fine. Uh, okay, uh, it's sometimes hard to port it, uh and uh that can be problematic if you know how to make it on different engine uh mm -hmm. then just uh explain me that and maybe i would be okay or maybe not <laughs> it's really about <laughs> it's if the game is good part. right if it's game is yeah good. yeah yeah if the game is good there's some like you know uh it can be made in any engine but there's there been some, some amazing limits. games made with game maker a couple, not a bunch, but there's been some really good ones. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's matter like if you have a specific skills how to use this particular engine, just mm -hmm. that's an asset as well. You, we won't make you choose the different engine because you suck in that other mm -hmm. and you are master in that other because we just like the two of them. All right. So what's your favorite game right now? Uh, right now I'm playing in Cult of the Lambs. <laughs> mm, that's a on lot Steam of Deck. Amazing on Steam Deck. It, it's really worth playing when you are uh, at plane and you know you mm -hmm. are moving your sheep to do something. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, let's pop up this question from Alina Likes Cozy on Twitch. How do you recommend we first, first approach investors? Cold email or other ways? Um... I think my headphones like. Oh, you turned off your mic. Did you touch your ear? You touch your ear. Did the batteries die? We can't hear. Nope. No. Did you did you touch your ear? Yes. <laughs> yes, you did it again. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I forget about that. Um, uh, cold email or otherwise. I would recommend otherwise. I would recommend to figure find someone and uh, who knows the investor or uh, do uh, go for the event when the investor is in and uh, and talk to him when he is in uh, that particular space uh, or find someone who um knows him and approach it like that because you will get uh, a bigger feedback but mm. we read all the cold emails we don't respond to the cold emails sometimes a lot of times because we don't have time to do it 
because we get a lot of that, but we uh, read all of them. So if somebody does email you a cold email and you do happen to read it, is it like because the email stood out? Was it the subject line of the email? We read all of them. Mm. We read all of them, but we don't reply because we don't have enough time to do it. And, you know, we always want to give some feedback or give something. Uh, Not just like, you know, uh, investors are picky. We in a year did four games only. Uh, for studios and a lot of investors are similar to that we don't do bunch of that we mm. do four five maybe maybe six uh, I know some people who do one one in a year uh, that's why and we get a lot of that and if we uh, respond to everything just no sorry but no uh, I think it's not fair Like everybody wants to give some feedback and in the end it spends a time to putting a feedback, which means we basically don't send that email because mm-hmm. we forget. <laughs> How many emails a day do you think you get from cold, cold emails? Uh, I think 10 sometimes. But a lot of that is a spam just like, you know, mm-hmm. and you have to, yeah. Okay. Do you provide any guidelines for pitch presentation making? Um, yes, right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is the uh, guidelines you, you get. Like, you know, uh, this is the main things. Like events like this, uh, people like you uh, in indie games business, uh, events, uh, there's a lot of materials on the internet, how you can make a good pitch deck. This is the basically things you can use. So basically research it, right? Yeah, yeah. And just do like, you know, uh, around like 20 slides, Mm -hmm. that's, and explain a hook of your game. This is the most important thing. For me, hook of the game and the team. For publishers, team is not that important, but for me, like team experience, that have to uh, be uh, really put it well. And then what is important about the game? That's the two things that have to be there. So there was a talk done earlier today um, from Chris Zukowski, who does howtomarketyourgame.com. And he was talking Mm -hmm. about Steam pages. And like he said, your Steam description has to describe like what your basically what your action button does like is it a platformer do you do you fight do you this because there's so many steam descriptions that have like this very lore filled go on a fantastic journey of this and that and da, 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 but it doesn't really explain what yeah, the game what is it just is like a story right so like so do you want to know like what the gameplay is or do you yeah. guys care about lore do you care about that yeah, we care about it, but you know, you have you have to do it like short. Like you know, you cannot do ten pages. You cannot mm-hmm. do five slides about it. One slide, and I really like in uh, a pictures like there is a one slide which is ch- saying things like, "Oh, this game title. This is the amount, uh, the price point. This is the uh, time we need to make it. This is the type of the game we are making. This is a lore like." two sentences explaining and like all summary of the things, uh, what is like, you know, short on one slide. And mm-hmm. this is how much 
we we really want we don't want like you know several pages of that right and i know game developers are in love with their lore right but yeah it's and it's and that's amazing because like for me a good deep story is awesome but like when i'm looking for a game I don't need all the details of the lore, right? Because I will experience that as I'm going through the game. I just need to know, like, as a consumer, like, how does the game play? What type of, what is this like? You know, how is it going to be played? What, 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 like you said, what's the hook of this game? Yeah. What makes this game special? Yeah, both like the most known games from our portfolio, The Invincible and The Last Case of the Benedict Fox, uh, have like huge lore. And, uh, it's there and it's important but you know you start from small and then we will ask questions if we will be interested you will have a time to explain the whole war and we will be in love of that just like you know it's a first date with us you just don't put your <laughs> own history of your family and grandparents in that mm -hmm. like you know so small and move move with the steps there will be time to uh, tell us everything about uh, second child of your uh, character with the narrative. <laughs> <laughs> right, because if we're, you're interested at the first, then you'll be interested in, in depth. Yeah, yeah. But in right. the, if not, in the end, we will have like uh, a talk about uh, a lore uh, of the game we are not interested. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's really boring. Mm -hmm. Uh, which things should be in every pitch? Things that you will look first, things that you look at first in a pitch. You were just kind of going over that, but if you want to just kind of summarize again. Did you get muted? Yeah, something okay. was going on. I, my hair is touching my head. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, First, hook. Second, team. Uh, that short summary of uh, what kind of game uh, you are doing. Uh, ref reference titles. Um, what kind of games are similar to yours and how much they sold? Mm -hmm. How many copies? What uh, studio made them? Uh, which game? It was because it's like a lot of times people put like Hades in their uh, reference titles and forget it was a third game of that studio. And the first one was similar. Like, you know, it was a process to be there. Uh, and you know, probably the first game won't be that good. Uh, but it's the fact that you actually made a game and completed it. That's super important. Right, because yeah, there's yeah. so many developers that will work on games and they never finish a game. It is yeah. even if the game is not good, it is important to finish your first games. It's important yeah. to have that because then that shows that you have experience and that you can be depended upon to finish a game. Mm -hmm. And as well, like you know, uh, know what you can do better next time and what mistakes you done. If you made a mistake and you know how to fix it right now, uh, you will not make it again. Uh, that's why, uh, for example, I talk about the blaming publisher 
for everything. Like everything went wrong because of the publisher. He didn't market our game uh, properly. It's his fault that it didn't sell. Like we do amazing game, but it didn't sell. And you have to learn your lesson. You have to know what you did uh, wrong with uh, a sell uh, of the game. Uh, what choices wasn't the best ones? Uh, what um, like you know decisions or uh, sometimes like you know uh, the lore was wrong, the uh, mechanic, the bugs, anything, and you have to understand and own it because in future uh, you have to not make the same mistakes. So would you be more willing to invest in a developer that made some games that maybe failed and they finished the games and they were not so good or a brand new developer that's never completed a game? Um, it's depending if it's first time studio or first time game. If it's like, if they are working together for a first time and they like work before for a different company, for as an employees or, uh, do something else uh i would be like the both are similar if they did like uh, wonderful games uh before i would be more willing to invest them because of their experience mm -hmm. uh for the other company not basically for them but uh for their own uh, but if they uh failed Comparing to the someone who didn't do nothing, I would prefer people who failed because mm. they already did something by themselves. And maybe they learned something from it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> A lot of things you will learn when you do stuff by your own. Like, and you, know, you, learn, we... you learn big time when you fail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like my biggest learns was when I make like, uh big fails or mm -hmm. like you know when i do something wrong it's like remember not do that that in never never again like you know once it's enough <laughs> mm -hmm. you got to learn that you got to be able to learn that yeah. lesson the first time boy howdy okay so we have a question from uh war tile game on youtube do you favor projects further in development with a complete demo or vertical slice against projects in the early stages no no we don't, we don't. We, uh, as a equity investor, we uh, concentrate on the team. Uh, it's depend from uh, what kind of team. It's depend when they uh, can be in the development to make us interested in uh, investment. Uh, for example, uh, the Invisible, the Star Wars Industries uh, game, when we invested in, uh, there was nothing done. There was totally pre-seed. There was a, a GDD made, but no line of the code. The team was working in the different companies and they just uh, uh, put the papers when they, uh, we invest in. Uh, but that's not the road for everybody. Uh, there are people less experienced, uh, which need us to pro prove us that they can deliver the game the thing is almost like you know more experienced people here and they don't like they have to have like just idea for the game mm -hmm. and uh, a team together put it 
and less experienced people like here, which they have to put a vertical slice, uh, prove us that they can do the quality we are looking for. Because like for me, the important thing uh, in the games we are investing in is the quality. We invested in good quality games. And you don't know if they've done quality yeah. work unless you've seen quality work, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, okay. We can judge them by the experience that mm -hmm. the guys who have already done something. And what but game we was that? Judge you if you uh, the Invincible. Uh, it's a futuristic uh, game uh, based on Stanislaw Flem's novel. It's published by 11 Bit Studios right now. It will be uh, in the stores like next year. I just want to look at it. Yeah, it, you I mean, will look out there and you will see the quality. It's yeah. like amazing. Ooh, that looks awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that looks amazing. I mean, just like the very first seconds in in the Steam video is just it's it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's gorgeous. You can see also like the second one, which is from our portfolio, last case of the Benedict Pox. It's a Metroidvania game. They will most wanted game for Xbox on uh, Gamescom. It's uh, it's a little bit different. It's uh, sorry, it's a lot of different, but it's also quality. The things which are important for us is the quality of the uh, team, quality of the work they do. Uh, we put a lot of. Uh... Oh my gosh! I want all these games. <laughs> I just like looking at this, just the Steam page is like, wow, that's beautiful. That is gorgeous. I didn't even look at the video. The last case of Benedict Fox. I don't even yeah. know what it's about and it looks awesome. Oh, oh I see what it is. It's a side-scrolling sort of 2.5 Metroidvania kind of, it looks gorgeous though. It looks very yeah. immersive. All right, let's pull up some other questions here. Sure. Do, 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 do. <clears throat> what is one thing developers do when they pitch that you want them to stop doing? Mm, lying. <laughs> lying? Just like you said in your presentation. I talk a lot about that uh, in the presentation. Uh, then maybe I will pick something else. What's like uh, really trigger on me? Uh, oh, I... This is not really like, you know, uh, important because it's totally not. But I don't like when the people put reference titles and they sell comp say competition. I prefer like reference because like games are not competitive to each other. Like, you know, if you play in one game and you love it, you will play probably in the similar game as well. Then, mm -hmm. uh, the competition is, I think, not the best word here. I would say, like, reference title is better. But it's, like, you know, it's not, uh, nothing bad. But mm. I'm still, like, every Just, time I hear that competition word, I'm seeing, like, eh, it's not really competition, like, you know. <laughs> right. It's like, hey, if you reached out and built relationships with those people, you guys probably help each other, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of times. And uh, as well, like, you know, if somebody... Like, if you put in the reference title and competition hardest, like, seriously. That's just kind of like your pet peeve thing. It's just something yeah. that, mm, you don't like. It. Okay, here's another question. How do you know if the investor is a good fit for you? 
How's a game developer know if the investor is a good fit? Hmm. How do we know it? Um, I think, um, I think uh, it depends on what you want to, how you want to exit. And the thing I didn't talk about the presentation, because as investors, we uh, are not earning as a publishers from the game. We are earning when we sell our shares. Um, then the different investors has a different investment strategy. I do it a lot explaining what type of the investment strategies is for everybody and what's mine. And uh, that's one thing as well, like, you know, what investor can help you with. Uh, and if you like him, like, you know, liking people, it's important. You will spend with that people years if you hate them right now. In future, it will be like worse. You don't want to work with someone you barely stand off. Like, you know, mm -hmm. just don't go with that. Uh, hire attorney, but, you know, do the business at first. Like, you know, agree on the business things and then hire someone to just uh, check the investment agreement. And with the attorney, do one thing. Um, be uh, like... Uh, agree on the amount that will you will pay them, not by the hours. Don't pay them by the hours. Attorneys are horrible people. I have a lot of friends uh, with attorneys, but they know I'm talking to, about them that they are horrible people. But they will make you pay. Uh, the next talk is an attorney. The next talk yeah. is an attorney. Yeah, ask them how much uh, <laughs> you want to be uh, charged by the hour or by the. Uh, set up like amount they mm -hmm. always want to be charged by an hour and they will make you pay a lot of money uh but it's better for you to put an amount because they will uh do it uh negotiate they will do changes a little bit differently they will explain you how much it will cost and they will not overdo it uh because they will still want to make you, oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know what you're like. I'm afraid it's going to fall out, uh, and it did. Okay. Yeah, and they. Oh, you muted. Do you hear me? Yes. But you hear me from the voice. Okay, let's do mic from the. Now I can't hear you. You touch your ear. From the computer. Oh, sort of heard you. Now you're muted again. Sorry, sorry for that. That's okay. I, yeah. Um, what we are talking about? Oh, about you that. Know what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, if you put the uh, fixed amount, they will make uh, that fast and efficient if you mm -hmm. put hours they will spend a lot of times on making you happy <laughs> which probably won't make you happy because you will mm -hmm. have to pay them a lot they make me not happy because i will have to pay my attorneys happy uh, a lot of money and you know we both will be miserable then mm -hmm. let's do it simple 
Okay, I have another question. I'm not going to pull it up on screen yet. I'm just going to ask it. Mm -hmm. uh, the question is, what happens when a bunch of investors trek through the snow to a sauna in a cabin that hasn't been warmed up yet? <laughs> it's Jay's. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things happen that, but you know, you don't talk about sauna. Everything what is happening in the sauna is saying sauna day. <laughs> He's in trouble. Well, thank you so much, Kinga. This has been amazing. Um, are you, it looks like Jay's ready for the next talk. We've got Justin Jacobson coming up, and he's an attorney, so good job. Um, yeah, Kinga. yeah. Like make, make his talk miserable for me. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm joking. I, I totally have a lot of attorney's friends. I just have that joke with them. <laughs> mm -hmm. Jay said, what? That question was anonymous from Discord. Yeah, like, I don't know who asked that. I don't know who's saying everything about the sauna for, for uh, like, you know, every time we met. Mm -hmm. No one. That's amazing. All right. Thank you so much. We've got two thank more you. talks for the, for the day. And this has been an interesting talk. We appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to Indie Game Business. You can learn more about the show and our online business networking events at indiegame.business.